0: I'm Chris Barker, and I'm Will Betts, and this is the Music Tech My Forever Studio podcast. In this podcast, we speak with producers, DJs, audio engineers, and industry figureheads about their fantasy forever studio. This will be a studio built within the confines of our semi-strict rules, and one that they'll have to live with forever. Chris, would you care to explain the rules? I would, I would. Well, our guests can select a computer, a DAW,
1: and an audio interface first. Those are the freebies. Then they can only choose six other bits of
0: studio kit, plus one luxury item, But Chris, what if they try and game the system and select, say, I don't know, a collection of plugins? Mm, No, 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 no.
2: No 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 bundles! bundles.
0: No bundles.
1: Okay, joining us today is Mason, a Dutch DJ and producer who rose to fame in 2006 with the electro house banger Exceder. I'm sure everybody knows that track. It was a track that went on to be remixed and re-released multiple times, topping charts and rocking clubs all over the world. Since then, Mason has started his own animal language label and has released on both major labels and some of dance music's most respected imprints. With Mason's new album Frisky Biscuits on Tool Room Records and myself and Will knowing how much of a studio geek Mason is, we thought it was only right that he tried to assemble his six-item Forever Studio.
0: I for one can't wait. This is my Forever Studio with Mason.
1: Welcome, Mason. Hello.
2: Hey. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hello. I, I d- good. I, I don't particularly see myself as a studio geek. I just... Happen to hang out in them like, hundred hours a week uh, for the last twenty years. So then you, <laughs> kind of uh, subconsciously become one. Yeah, I mean,
1: I mean, it's not an insult like to say you're a studio geek. We're we're we're, we're that's that's our world. I just, I, you know, I mean, oh, yeah. me and you have met before a few times, and I've been to your studio, and uh, I classify a studio geek as, it's yeah, geeky. as, as yeah, as it's people geeky, have lots of little bits of kit <laughs> everywhere, and you have a lot of that. So uh, <laughs> that's why I was giving yeah. you the, the the medal of of top geekery. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm getting also geekier with the years, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, <Your laughs> tweaking material. sounds like the stuff that nobody hears, nobody cares about from <coughs> th- my audience, but I just enjoy it to have stuff sound good. Well, and, I guess you, know.
1: you kind of need that to keep pushing yourself on. You mean, you, you, like you said, after a certain amount of time, you need that, yeah, those new exciting moments and those those things to get obsessed about because otherwise it is just the same, isn't it? And yeah, as much as electronic music is always progressing, there are certain limits when you're making club music that you have to you know you're looking to please a dancing crowd as such so you have to yeah but
2: i also f- always felt like uh, stuff like mixed down and was a bit of a necessary evil you know that i had to do i for instance you were mentioned exceeder i had no idea how compressor worked back then or you know any of that and you know it also doesn't matter it's, it's at the end about the music but just the last few years i kind of also enjoyed the the craft let's say a bit okay. more okay um so well,
1: you you heard the premise of the, of the Forever Studio, and uh, you kindly told us that you'd listen to a few episodes as well, which was uh, very nice.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it, it's super good timing because I'm I'm always uh, thinking about how to improve my studio and create a new studio as well. So, well, and the great thing about this
1: is you have unlimited budget, and it's all you know. Let's go. You're stepping out of reality, so we can see where we go. Hmm. So, I guess the first thing. Where are you going to put this studio? Anywhere in the world? Um, I mean, you know, you've always lived in Amsterdam, right?
2: Yeah, pretty much. And and yeah, I will pick Amsterdam again, really, uh, okay. because I just want to be where everybody around me is. And Amsterdam is such a nice place to live. It's uh, you know, it's small. It's still a village, but it has all the features of a, like a world city. So I'll definitely go for Amsterdam, but a different location though. Um, I'm always, I'm actually looking at minutes, so I'm I'm kind of looking around and trying to find something that's different and cool. Uh, there's this fire, fire. how do you call it? Fire brigade building or something? Yeah, that yeah fire station. Yeah, that I'm always hoping they'll go bankrupt or something. That at least I have a good studio, and then maybe the whole Amsterdam goes into fire, <laughs> but at least I have my... Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. You get your studio in there and then it burns down, ironically. Yeah. <laughs> I actually saw on the Dutch equivalent of eBay, um, like a submarine. It's for sale. It's about 100 grand. Wow. And um, I don't think it can actually still go <laughs> underwater. Um, but I think my street cred would be like sorted for the rest of my career. Yeah. Year.
1: And could you drive that around the canals of Amsterdam, a submarine? That would be. Pretty wild. Yeah,
2: I think you have to like with a rope. You have to kind of drag it, <laughs> because I, I think the engines are. I think it's a Russian submarine. Actually. Okay. Yeah.
1: So yeah, drag it around, like walking a dog, but you'd be just like. Yeah.
0: Hang I on. have no idea about the acoustics of a. It's probably not amazing. It's probably horrible, but I mean, you could fill it with incredible. Uh, you could get it all acoustically treated and everything. You might just you might yeah. have a lot of space after you filled it with the acoustic treatment. <laughs>
2: yeah. I'll be underground forever. So hang on.
1: Are we? We're not choosing a submarine in Amsterdam as your location for a studio, are
2: we? No. Nah, maybe. Maybe let's go for the for the fire brigades. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. The fire station. Yeah, fire okay. station. And uh, are you redecorating? What's it going to look like inside? What's the vibe? What kind of vibe do you like in a studio?
2: Uh, I like my studio kind of clean, and I want daylight uh, because I'm. I'm. Yeah. Really. Like for the last twenty years, every morning till evening, there. I'm kind of. I just treat it as a job, like a, an accountant or anything else. So. If I wouldn't have daylight, I mean, it looks cool on Instagram and everything, uh, you know, a dark studio with red button, red lights flashing and stuff. But without daylight, I would just turn into a vampire, I'm afraid, you know, it's, it's, uh, I think I'll lose a bit of reality. So I have daylight now. Um, Yeah, so, so daylight, clean. Does, does, does it get with furniture or do, is it one, also one of the six items?
1: Yeah, that's all. Just what you can describe as the vibe. I mean, yeah, you don't need to choose furniture or, okay. or computer screens or anything like that for your items. Don't worry, we'll we'll get to that. Um. So yeah, just just talk us about what it would look like. I mean,
2: are you are you doing the whole modern furniture, studio furniture thing or would you be all? Oh no, man. Oh, I've, that's like. I'm secretly like saving pictures of EDM studios where where they like new brand new studio and you see like all these uh, huge LED strips and like with purple light and flashing white desk and then there's a Apollo duet and yeah. a chair or something yeah unfortunately that that the, the Dutch invented
1: that type of studio I'm afraid <laughs> That's a that's a Dutch invention that spaceship
2: studio Yeah it's it's just Inst- yeah. Instagram studio isn't it I mean it's there's nothing it just needs to look flashy. It needs to feel like a studio, but apart from yeah. that, it has kind of very little to do with studio. Apart but from I think acoustics. it's um,
1: it was it is a Dutch guy that that that, that, that did like um, Van Buren's and and Hardwells and uh, Nicky Romero's. He's an acoust- acoustician, studio builder, like and Jacoby, uh, Jacoby, yes, yes, something, yes. yeah, yeah, Misha, yeah, Jacoby. Yeah. That's it, Misha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Amazing, amazing, amazing guy.
2: I like my studios uh, classic. I think I would go for the you know wooden uh more classical uh, type yeah. of studio i grew up actually when i was really young like uh, six or seven i i um i was a singer like on tv for, like between six and ten eleven and it was in a time when there was only one tv stations in holland so it was a bit of a thing uh, like a sort of disney club kind of yeah yeah uh so it turned out i i hang out in studios um every week uh, when i was really young and it was in the time you had like these huge ssl desks and tape and reels and and i just was so in love with that and uh so i think i would want to have my lo- studio look like that it was also when i kind of realized i want to be a back then i thought i want to be a sound engineer yeah because i felt like these guys with their you know ponytails <laughs> and smelling like old sweat and black t-shirt they they, they look kind of you know, the, Yeah, I something like, to aspire to there. Yeah, I, d- I <laughs> didn't know that actually writing music would be a fun thing to do as well.
1: And you didn't have to have a ponytail and, and stink. Which <laughs> yeah, I do nice. stink a bit at the minute. But... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: hey,
1: so that's a, that's a great reason for that vibe though. Like, um, you know, that, that interaction when you were a, a kid on TV going into the studios, that's great.
2: Yeah, the good thing about studios is that you don't see any... Any people. So I, I really love the fact that like if I go to the studio I can lose every sense of vanity and, and wear my oldest crappy shit because I'm on my own all day anyway. Yeah, that's that is true. That's been the pandemic life for us
0: as well. Yeah. At some point you're gonna have to go down the fire pole though and go outside, presumably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's
1: true. So, well, we've got this studio, we're in Amsterdam, we're in the old fire station, and now we're saying, so Mac, Mac or PC, this is a free item, not one of your six. You get three free items, Mac or PC?
2: Uh, Mac, for sure,
1: yeah. And has that always been the case, or did you switch at some point? Um, yeah, I
2: started, with, I started with Amiga 500, um, A500, still classic. Whoa. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I said Mac or PC, if you want an yeah. Amiga, that's allowed as well. No, I think, oh, yeah. I like the dogma of it, though, but um, no. Then I had like a PC, one of these self-built three eighty-six or 480, I don't know, uh, and yeah. I had uh, Cubasis, you know, the one that was on one one floppy yeah. disk. Uh, and yeah. then I started to do this this sort of music four-year course thing, um, uh, and there you had to had to work with Logic from day one. Ah, so I I, I switched to Logic, um, yeah, in like ninety-eight or something. On the PC, it was still it was still the black and white version, I think. So it's Logic Free, I guess. So was it, is it was it the when Logic
1: switched to be Mac only that made you switch, or was it was it going to be something as as your you know success and stuff changed, you were always going to go to Mac?
2: I don't recall the switch really.
1: I, I, it must have been somewhere around that time, because because obviously when Logic when Apple bought eMagic and, and changed that, there was a lot of people had to go to Mac even if they didn't want to because they wanted to stick with Logic.
2: Yeah, no, I was already for a while on, on Apple by then. Oh, okay.
1: And um, are you still using Logic? Is that is that, yeah.
2: that going to be a yeah. door of choice? Yeah, man. I mean, uh, I always find it a bit boring, the whole door discussion. I think you can, I mean, they're all pretty fucking great. And um, it's about making music at the end and it's about being super fast with it, you know? And uh, because the, the less time you spend on searching for functionality in a certain menu you know the more time you can spend on being creative and uh, you can do all sorts of cool things with all sorts of different doors and yeah I'm just super fast with logic you know I, I don't think about it I just like click 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 click, and Perfect. I have my own million self-made shortcuts and yeah it's always funny if people come to my studio they, they have no idea how my system works because it's all over the years you know if you kind of change stuff in logic every week you kind of after 20 years just became a bit of a freak
0: you know <laughs> the thing that killed me was when they changed the uh the tool key from escape to t and that freaked my brain out for ages did you have that same you've got the muscle memory from years and years of using it and it's like wait what what is this yeah and then you just changed it back right no no i just i went with it i just <laughs> i retrained my brain yeah oh yeah i was like oh god <laughs> we'll just had a breakdown for six months while
1: yeah re- <laughs> retrained his entire workflow exactly it, yeah <laughs> Yeah.
0: So tell us about this Mac then, before we get on to the the next bit. The, the Mac, are you going to go fully loaded everything on a high, high spec thing? Or are you going to go with a laptop?
2: Yeah, well, I, I actually, just, last week I bought a Mac Pro. So I'm in the middle of this whole process, the, the horrible process of installing everything for the next 10 years. Um, so yeah, definitely Mac Pro. Um, yeah, with all the bullshit, <laughs> the wheels, the stuff. No, I don't have that, but in my dream studio, I'll... I have the cheapest version with like uh, external yeah, brands yeah. Uh, SSD and all that.
0: Um, awesome. So now we're on to interfaces. How are you going to get audio in and out?
2: Yeah. So that's not part of my six. Uh... No. Nope. No. No. That's a freebie. Ah. Ah. Okay. Okay. Okay.
1: No. This is the last. The last free one. Because we figured that everybody. Everybody pretty much needs a computer, a DAW, and and an audio interface. So. Yeah.
2: Very kind of you. Mm, benevolent. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm pretty happy. I've got metric halos. I'm pretty happy with those. Also, heard really good stories about prism. Um, so I might try one of those okay. next. Yeah. It's a risk. It's forever. It is forever. Yeah, yeah. Don't know. not play on safe. I'll just go for a whole bunch of metric halos. I just undersold
1: his dreams. though Well, we don't have a jingle for underselling dreams. Oh, what are yeah. you doing?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just a sad uh, horn. It's like I just talked him out getting something better.
1: Okay, now we move on to the interesting part of your first item for your Forever Studio. All you've got at the moment is, you know, your cool-looking Fire Station Studio, your Mac, fully loaded, Logic, and your metric
2: halos. What's next? First item. Yeah, it's got to be your console, man. Console, straight away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one of those things that it doesn't fit in my studio at the minute, but it would definitely fit into a Fire Station. I mean, if, if fire trucks and those kind of stuff can fit in there console can fit in there Mm -hmm. however i don't think i would go for like a big one i think they're you know old fashions and you know you need to have like an extra room for the for the um, for the power and all that bullshit and it kind of breaks down every every day that's something that people definitely forget is the power of those yeah and the heat and that you like have a separate room that that's really noisy and to kind of hire somebody to like fix pot meters every week or something in
1: the forever studio just to put it out there all of the gear is reliable it's all top notch so yeah so don't you don't have to worry about maintenance oh yeah
2: yeah forever yeah, tech it's a magic maintenance free studio yeah, i still think that would be too big for me i mean I, I like to have my stuff uh at arm's length you know so my sort of yep. gear and that i don't have to like walk around let's say my studio so i think i'll i'll go for like a Probably SSL AWS 948. Okay, okay, nice. I was actually doubting between a Neve Genesis and this one. Yeah. Um, in Genesis, the the up upside was that it has an interface in there already, because I felt like a- interface was part of my six items. But now you say oh, you get the interface for free. I can also go for the SSL.
1: I mean, we could we could try and upsell your dreams to a SSL duality though. Let's upsell your
2: dreams. <laughs>
1: No, nah, I think they're. I think they okay. I think they're too big. I. Th- I think I'll, I'll. I'll stay with the AWS. Okay, AWS. That's good. And like I say, the two different sounds. there, when you were, uh, you know, negotiating between the SSL and the Neve, they're kind of a lot would say sort of polar opposites in their sound. Um, both great. I mean, true. Th- is the sound important, or was it that yeah. kind of interface functionality?
2: Well, I, I do like the SSL sounds, and I'm quite a poppy guy myself, and um, I, I like that sort of. Poppy dense uh, SSL sounds. I think above Neve. Didn't somebody want to say that like
1: pretty much every uh, there was a certain point in history, probably like the late eighties, early nineties, where pretty much every record had touched an SSL at some point, whether it be through a recording or or a mix down, because there was just. Yeah, it was just the sound of pop music, wasn't it,
2: for ages. Yeah, as well as the sound of kids singing on TV in Holland. Yeah,
1: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so I guess was that? So that was the SSL that you saw exactly. Yeah, well. it was, was it? Yeah, yeah. Would be it'd be a big, a big G series <laughs> or E series back then or something.
2: Yeah, I had no idea. I, I guess it was like a forty, forty forty or something. DG. Yeah. Item number two. Item number two. Um, I need like big main monitors man yeah righty. good same story something that I, that would never fit in my st- current studio um i would probably go for like atcs, ATCs. The, the smc 110a or so the really i'm
1: i'm loving i'm loving all the uh, the nod to the uk here so far it's kind of nice <laughs> yeah. the ssl very
0: nice atcs yeah it's
2: good. Trying to please you guys. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> which, is, <laughs>
0: which ones are you going for then? Which, uh, the ATCs, which
2: the how big are they going to be? I think I'll go for the, the really big ones because I have the distance. Yes. So I think I'll go for the hundred tens. Oh wow!
1: Do we get say soffit mounted? Well,
0: soffit mounted. Yes, soffit mounted.
2: That, I like saying that word. What does what it? What does it mean? In the wall. They're in the wall. In the wall. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It needs to be classy. They look so ugly. Also on stands. You know, you have like these oh. big blocks on stands. It's kind of. You don't no. do that if you spend yeah. that much money.
0: It's not the it's, it's distasteful. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I mean that's what you do with you know some small sort of yeah general ex speakers, but yeah, so
1: vulgar, so vulgar. Put them in the wall. Grow up.
2: <laughs> yeah, we're trying. We're trying to build like a classy, yes. classy studio, right? <laughs> you know,
1: off. it is actually really classy so far, though. We joke, but it is like really nice old fire station SSL oh, and yeah. some wall mounted,
0: soffit mounted.
1: Um, ATCs. That's. I mean, it's pure class so far. I
0: imagine also that you've, you're looking out over the the river or the canals. Yeah,
2: you want. Yeah, you, you want some nature, which we have in Amsterdam, and it needs to be a studio where also you know somebody like El uh, Green would also feel at home. You know, like it's comfortable bit warm yeah, yeah got that kind of wooden walled vibe maybe even i mean i don't smoke but maybe even like cigarette smoke in there just to get the that sort of okay you get the special ambi pure cigarette did... smoke <laughs> flavor <laughs> yeah. yeah did, did you yeah. get a feeling oh there's been 40 <laughs> years of history here and
1: yeah maybe you could maybe you could get some wood that had been pre-stained with smoke and that had that smell yeah from like old bars or something yeah oh, that's yes, cool yes an old yeah. old bar fittings to give that's actually cool yeah
2: Right, so what's that? We got um, two down. Item number three. Item number three. Um, I was thinking, can I can I bring it as an item a record collection? Oh.
0: <laughs> mid mid sip. Sorry, I was
2: drinking my coffee and I was about to shout no bundles, but record Ooh, collection. Oh, I don't know if
1: that. I mean, I don't. I don't think you need. to. I think we can give. you Yeah, know, record collection is it's fine. It could. I mean,
2: because it can also lead to, I mean, to sampling, and I think sampling is also an art form. And uh... yeah, I mean, we can let's definitely talk about it. I,
1: I don't think you have to negate one of your, your items as the record collection. What do you think? Well, like, it's like we're, we're
0: talking studio yeah, I kit think, here. I feel like that's part of your sort of personal effects. You can bring a record collection with you. Yeah, so, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, all yeah. included.
1: I think you would have that kind
0: of yeah. stuff there. Uh,
2: okay, okay.
1: Um, would you use a hardware sampler then? Nah. No. <laughs> No nah, man, nah man. <laughs> it's a hard no <laughs> No nah, man, nah. Just
2: just uh, excess. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay, my my third item would be a Fender Rhodes. Nice. Ah, nice, nice yeah. popular yeah. instrument. Okay, do you have one at the moment, or I do? Yeah. Um, and it's Mark II Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, the stage piano. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I kind of suck as a piano player. I played violin like 20 something years, mm. um, but I, there's really no fucking use to violin in the studio. You have to like <laughs> do absolutely nothing with it. They, they, they created this MIDI violins, but they're just, you know, they're horrible. They don't kind of follow, uh, follow the pitch and all that. So uh, I'm having a jazz piano lessons now and uh, really enjoying it. I'm enjoying it actually so much that I don't want to make house music anymore. I only want to be playing piano all day. Uh, my, my manager tells me I still should make like an album from time to time. Uh, but there's something so cool about the fact that you can make all sorts of music with just 12 notes, you know, and I get so ex- inspired by it. I mean, I, I did like uh, a lot of composing, also classical stuff in the past, and so I, I know my way around like the basics, but uh, there were always these kind of super weird chords in jazz, actually only in jazz, where, uh, where I could never really pinpoint what I was hearing. I was just hearing all these weird combination of of, of notes and Right now, slowly, kind of this sort of, uh, yeah, the curtains is, is going up and I'm slowly starting to get, like, the logic behind everything. So, yeah, I'm really having a nice uh, nice time on my piano here, Rhodes. You
1: mean, you mentioned the violin there, but you did used to play occasionally alongside your DJ sets, right? And Or you'd, you'd bring it out into that kind of...
2: Yeah, when I was really young, yeah. When I was, yeah. like, in, in the 90s yeah. yeah, just after the millennium. And when, when I was about to, to stop with that, then I, I played in... Uh, Peru with Chesto I played before Chesto and then he saw that and he asked me to join for his world tour so then I did one more year mm, of violin and then right, I yes. just uh yeah left it at home
1: so it was you know the violin was a great a great entry point into the scene
2: yeah but it felt it felt a bit like a sort of like a circus monkey you know like do your trick and uh. I don't know it's a, bit, a bit gimmicky and uh, I wanted to be you know wanted to be about my the music I produce and write and play and stuff so and Kind of around that time, my own production started to uh, pick up, so I had good reason to leave the violin at home. So,
1: Rhodes, tell us about tell us about the type of Rhodes you're getting because this is the Forever Studio.
2: Yeah, I, I think I have like one of the cheapest at the minute. Um, I'm, I'm not a, like I can't say I know everything about every type of Rhodes, but I'll I'll, I'll give me like a super proper expensive one. So, but. I will tell you, I, well, I guess the question really is: I mean, I,
1: I'm no roads expert either. But are you going to go for really nice condition, reconditioned vintage one, or are you going to? Because they did a Mark Seven, right? Uh, yeah, no,
2: definitely vintage one. And I think there are MIDI kits as well. So, I mean, I don't want to spend like one of my six items on like an M Audio MIDI keyboard. So, so I think it's let's try to combine okay. those. So, we, yeah, that yeah.
1: So a, a restored MIDI ready retrofitted. <laughs> yeah that's, yeah that's fine yeah. that's yeah. not
0: a bundle i don't think that's a bundle is, it, is that a bundle well i don't think not it's a bundle. bundle no that, that, that no no i think yeah. we're okay we're safe yeah. we're safe i think that you'll be off to find one of those on ebay somewhere for a fortune but yeah and those defender roads though if you're playing that a lot more now are you finding that that understanding of those jazz uh, the way that the chords are working and all of this tuition you're having are you finding that that's influencing the way that you write
2: yeah it finds its way along um uh, like obviously it kind of finds its way also in my tracks and I'm, I'm playing more mm-hmm. um, instead of with a mouse I'm playing more with keys uh, to do parts mm-hmm. into, into Logic Is that on the new album as well? Yeah it is a bit and uh, yeah I also saw like a review where they were talking about sort of jazz stuff stuff so it's I don't consciously think about it or do it but just you know subconsciously everything you listen to and do kind of finds its way into what you create right? <laughs>
0: If you're into music production, you should also check out Music Tech magazine. In this month's issue, we tell the story of Native Instruments' Maschine, tracing it from its origins through to the latest revolutionary standalone version, the Maschine Plus, which requires no computer whatsoever to operate. And we put it through its paces. In our interview section, we sit down with producer Ben Hillier to learn about his work with Blur and Depeche Mode. We talk to Wendy and Lisa, the core of Prince's band The Revolution, about gender equality, gear and scoring for TV. Plus, we find out why German electronic icon Michael Rother of New is so surprised to be making music. We also give our verdict on a huge array of new products, including Isotope RX-8, the Akai MPK Mini Mark III, and the Aston Element, a new hybrid mic with a voicing decided by public vote. Beyond that, we have a stack of tutorials for Cubase, FL Studio, Logic, Live, and Studio One. You'll find all that and more in the November 2020 issue of Music Tech magazine. Subscribe now at
2: musictech.net. item number four is next yeah I, I need to have like one good analog uh synth mm-hmm. i think like a versatile one polyphonic i'm not 100 percent sure yet so you guys need to we need to discuss this i was thinking maybe uh maybe maybe cs80 or so i was gonna say that's usually the one that people reach mm-hmm. for because it's the, the dream synth
1: um i mean it is a, it's a dream choice but is it what you really want i mean do you use analog recreations and is that why you would choose CSA? Do you actually use the 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 plugin version, and, and wish you had the big real thing? Or? Uh, I
2: I do actually also also uh, use the plugin version, but I think um, you know a lot of there are a lot of great uh, software synths already. You know, so you want something that has like a certain um, yeah. identity that you wouldn't be able to find in soft in the soft world.
1: I guess the CSA as well. Um, it still leans into that almost. It's. It's mm-hmm. one of the most jazzy musical of the keyboards. You know, it was used by... There you go. It does lean into that world though, wasn't it? It was um,
2: I think it, w- it w- it's going to really work well with my sort of oaky, oaky uh, floorboards and uh, sort of cigarette smell. You know, it, we're, we're building something here. So it's like inspirational aesthetic as much as the sound. For sure. I mean, it's all smoke and mirrors, right? end, <laughs> it's just uh, a splice loop and, uh, you know... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is a
1: <laughs> no
2: bundles.
0: <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> no splice lips. No yeah. splice lips
1: allowed. We're gonna, we're gonna. You're gonna stick on the CSA. I mean, you might, you, you can change your mind further down the line. We might want once, once you start getting crushed.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm also. I mean, the the, the 16 uh, voice uh, MOOC one is also Ooh, tempting. Yeah. I suppose. I suppose. I suppose. Have you used one of those yet? I haven't. No. And also, people told me it's it's not as. It's a bit more complicated than it looks, as in the, to to get the sound out of that you want, let's say. But it's possibly more versatile than a CS80, I can imagine. What do you guys reckon? Difficult to say, really. Very different things, really.
1: I think it's more versatile in terms of you know the the modern features of it, and it's probably you can recall stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe it's a bit a bit more moogie for bass and things like that, you know. Obviously, but I don't know. I mean, they're both monsters, aren't they? Once you start paying. Yeah. As much as a car for a synthesizer i think you're going to be all right you know it's going to be it's going to be good <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah uh, okay well, yeah. well we'll 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 dwell on on that we come and we'll back come to that. back yeah um but we'll say the cs80 for now and then we'll see when we get to the end of the list when when will does
0: the rundown but before we get on to the next one can we talk a little bit about the cs80 in your own work and the emulations you use what are you using that in the current record or have you used that in the past can you tell us about a specific example of when that's featured
2: uh, i don't recall really I, I i kind of recorded everything into audio at some point and uh, just mixed for the last months so what, what it was initially i kind of I, I never know anymore
1: kind of is that is that usually a process then like are you are you committing to audio well i'm i'm pretty fast the way
2: i work is i i, I demo a lot like shitloads um, so sometimes I have like these weeks where I do like a, a demo an hour, and then I have like at the end of the day eight demos or eight logic files, eight MP3s, and at the end of the week forty, and after two weeks hundred, let's say, and then I only finish one uh, because I think like you want to wait till you have the right idea, you know, and the the to finish a track it's kind of a linear process, and you can do that with any track, but if the if it's not the right idea, uh, but it does mean that uh, the creative part on actually writing the notes and stuff is usually like from ages ago so also for this album i just went back to listen to all these hundreds of demos from a certain year and you know just find try to find the best bits so sometimes people say like so how do you create this bit yeah it's it was from demo week number blah blah blah
1: that's an interesting process though i don't think i've heard that before but i just you know it's, it's that idea of i've i've get quantity to find the quality not not quantity over quality
2: but like you have to just keep keep doing yeah some- yeah the majority is crap majority is to- other crap you know I, I saw my hard drive there like between eight and nine thousand now uh, so it's you know and most of it is crappy but i think also it's good to train it you know to to keep on writing because i, I think it's like a muscle you know you need to kind of write and then once in a while something uh, good comes along hopefully yeah, for sure. But I, I think if you just start on a track and then all, all the way till you finish it, you're um, you're selling yourself short, really, because there could be a better idea coming coming by next. And
0: so, how much of the, how much are you actually making for each one of these tracks? How long is, is it? Like a, a like a sixteen bar loop, or is it?
2: Yeah, ish. Usually, sometimes there's like a A and a B part or something, but you, usually it's like uh, a it's like a loop or yeah, a, a melody or a sample idea or a bassline idea or a drum idea or something like that. So it can start from any one of these places and then Yeah.
0: Do you just sort of follow it as it goes or do you hit an hour and go okay onto the next one? How does that work?
2: Yeah, at some point I think like okay, it's it's time now to save it and, and create a next one. And it's it's really like a tough process because it's not fun to every every time start from scratch with like an empty page, you know? You, it's 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 easier to just keep on working on something because then you can there are a lot of things you can do on the track to create something. Yeah, it's really, it really sucks, but it's, for me, it, I think it's the best way to work. <laughs> yeah, and then I have my own systems. It's all super geeky, but I have my own systems of, you know, going back f- through a certain period and then, like, uh, recycling stuff. So, okay, the folders of drums that I can reuse and folders of vocals and folders of melodies and, you know, and then a lot of times it's also like a mixture of a few different demos from the past.
0: Right, so are you... Um... How do you actually label this stuff up then? If you've got so much material, that must be a problem. Like searching through all of it.
2: <laughs> yeah, there was there was a time when I was numbering them, but that's just horrible <laughs> because then your whole your whole <laughs> whole computer is like filled with like three, five, eight, twelve, <laughs> and and then then I went into geography. Uh, so I did uh, without taking a, a, like a book. So I, I did all the cities I knew from heads around hmm. the world. And then all the countries, and then all the rivers. That took me like a few few years of demoing. I think you know, like a few hundred. It must be like a thousand demos or something with every town or forest or country or river. Or
1: this is so great, though. It's like an. It's like uh, like a. You, you're going to have these like periods, like like a uh, old-fashioned like painters do. So it's like, oh, this is Mason's uh, river period. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This is well, Mason's. Uh, um, he was very numerical at this point. Uh, yeah. Yeah,
2: it's great. It's gonna be great. Yeah, I, I moved onto uh, like uh, daily objects now since the last two years. So I had like a. I think this last period was uh, very much uh, first bathroom and then moving to a bedroom. But I had kitchen already with every single kitchen utensil.
0: Hang on, wait, wait, wait. So you, you're not using this as like you're not using say a fork as inspiration, but after you finished it, you say this is my fork piece.
2: Yeah, but you get this really ridiculous yeah. situations where where you're saving a file and it says uh, corkscrew dot logic is already being used, kind of do you?
1: <laughs> You've already been through that that part of the cutlery drawer or whatever and yeah, exactly yeah slightly
2: larger pan, <laughs> yeah. What's what are some of the uh, what are some of your favorite utensils? <laughs> it's it's in Dutch, by yeah. the way, as well. So so I can still sometimes reuse those titles and send them to Go, to a label yeah. because oh. they they find it super kind of arty sounding. while it's actually saying corkscrew or something. Yeah, you know, cor- corkscrew in Dutch is schroevendraaier. So <laughs> you know, it sounds pretty techno.
1: So is that is, is that where we get the word screwdriver from? Oh. Maybe must be. It, it really. Oh yeah, <laughs> Yeah, must be. Possibly, yeah. that's what we do in English, isn't it? We just steal all of the stuff from all the other languages.
0: Have you got onto food items yet?
2: Because one of my favorite Dutch words is stroopwafel. Stroopwafel. No, but it's a good idea actually to afterwards. I can also. I mean, there's. I can still go to animal root at some point and planets was well, a bit short, I guess. Or biscuits like the new album. True. Yeah. True. Biscuit-based. Was that from your kitchen period or...? No, I, I mean, at the minute I'm in bathroom, but I, but I kind of still reuse a lot of old, uh, old demos that are still somewhere, even still cities, you know? Oh, okay. So, so the album is
1: a mixture of all of these things. Yeah, okay. I think
2: like Cincinnati is on there, uh, like a few of these things.
1: And do they, do they ever retain their name to release or do they get changed later on?
2: Occasionally, yeah, occasionally.
1: I think... I'm gonna look for this now. I'm gonna look through your discography and be like, ah. yeah,
2: "Let me let me have a look myself, actually." Yeah.
1: I mean, Cincinnati sounds cool, actually. Does it? Doesn't it? That's a good name for a track.
2: Exactly. Chihuahua, surely Chihuahua. Chihuahua, yeah. And I did capybara as well. Uh, I did. A few, I did. I did my my share of animals. Animals. Yeah. I actually did animals. Animal yeah. Language. I did animals already. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Once you've labelled no. everything on earth, that's
1: going to be the end of your career. Once there's no objects left for demos.
2: Yeah, I, I, I got I got two sons, and at some point they need to, you know, I'm gonna die, and they need to kind of maybe not, maybe they'll just, they'll just throw away this this super Mac Pro, but maybe <laughs> they'll go through it, and then they'll have to like, what the fuck do we do with this man? Amazing.
1: The
2: vault. <laughs> and I, I I actually have to say, my father is an artist, uh, like a painter and sculptor and stuff. So I guess when he passed away, I also need to go through his cabinets of paintings and just like what is this This shit? It's
0: legacy, man.
2: Yeah, you, you'll feel feel guilty to throw it away. Or well, at least my, my kids can just save it on a USB drive and just leave it somewhere.
1: Yeah, well, at that point, they'll just be like saving it to their implant in their head or something. They'll have just a boop.
2: And then they're like, yeah. every once in a while, they have to listen to Cincinnati
1: all of a sudden. So where are we up to? Will is, it, is Are we choosing item number five? Okay, we're on to number five. Item number five. What do you need? You've got to have a microphone, right? A microphone. Do you do vocals in there?
2: Yeah, I suppose so. But I, I don't do it that often. I mean, a lot of it is also done in different studios and around the world and yada yada yeah. yada. So I think probably if I'm on my own there, I guess in, it's a, it's me on this desert island fancy studio, right? So it's, it's not a desert island. Or, you're in Amsterdam in a fire oh, station. Okay, so, so artists can come by and yeah, stuff. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we're good. Um, well, I still might just start off with a like a compressor, maybe. Okay,
1: hardware external.
2: Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. What are
1: you thinking? Are you going vintage, modern?
2: I'm thinking maybe the tube tech SMC two B mastering version. Nice, maybe. Is that the blue, the blue thing? Yes,
1: I know the one. Yeah,
2: the one that's like double priced because it's the mastering version. That one. Yeah. Well, it's it's tube, um, but it's. Um, yeah it's a multi it's it's a multiband multiband compressor. Oh a multiband okay. Yeah.
1: So that would be for mastering or would you use it? I guess you could use it on channels as well, couldn't you? Yeah,
2: I guess for from for mastering. I'm I'm doing a lot more uh these days uh big part of the mastering and I use a lot of analog compressors and EQs and stuff these days.
1: But you d- you don't have the tube tech in your studio right now, so this would be
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. Level up. Yeah, I need everything to be level up from compared to what I have now. So you're doing the
0: mastering yourself, you say? but are you, are you also doing the, the mixing and then you're doing the mastering following or are you doing it all in one process?
2: Well, I, I do I do, do majority of the mastering. I still send it okay. to an engineer, but like uh, most cases, he doesn't need to do too much, you know, apart from upping the level. And yeah, i really enjoyed to get it my own sound. And I think with dance music, it's, you know, the mix down is, is so much part mm. of the actual track, yeah. you know, the, it's like a few times I had in the past where it was a big commercial e record or something that like, someone else did the mix down then at the end even if it's just stem mic mastering mm-hmm. and yeah man it was every time like total war with me kind of it's just really it, it doesn't go well <laughs> with me <laughs> and straight out, i get something back and i get angry and you know it's just i think yeah you just need to do make an electronic music artist or at least in my case i just need to do that stuff myself even if if i'm even if i'm not brilliant at it but at least it's my identity or something you know
1: yeah i guess like you say that the, the- the mix is the stamp of the sound of a, of you know your track. It's not like you, they're trying to reveal a song as such. It's like the song is the sound,
2: isn't it? It's like, totally, uh, yeah, yeah. So I want to do all that stuff myself, and and not having same with a mastering engineer. I don't want them to do too much, you know. I don't want them to put like multi band compressors and you know change the whole the whole. Uh, balance of the sound. I want to do all this stuff here. But I guess you've been doing this for long enough that you know what
0: your sound is and you know how it's going to translate when it's played out and that kind of thing.
2: Yeah, although I also realise I'm not as good as some of those other guys, you know, at that. But I still want to, want to do it myself.
1: Item number six, though, now. The final item.
2: Final studio item. Anyway, studio kit. Hmm. I think I'll go for software. I, th- I think I... I would find it hard to make music without a FEP filter Q3. Okay. Interesting.
0: You're not the first person to have said that, actually, just recently. Oh, yeah? Yeah. This is a very popular choice. Yeah. Which is, which, yeah, it's testament to
1: how good it must be because a lot of people would be satisfied with logics built in stuff, you know, when they're put in this position. So that's very good. So when did you discover the the Q3? And um, I mean, I guess there's been q1s and q2s right
2: yeah and i had those and used them very occasionally but like i think last I don't know, one or two years i really got into the depth of all all the possibilities of q3 and it's just amazing and it's the sound is so much better and the possibilities you know you can do dynamic eq and you can compare different tracks so every q3 in your session uh, you can compare them with each other so you can see the waveform of a different um sound uh, uh, in certain channels to see where where uh, frequencies um, clash and and well the sound is so good. You have so different algorithms how to how to have it sound and well it's just it's just amazing. I think it's, it's going to be surgical. It can have color. It you know. So
1: it's a I guess it's a great tool with that looking at clashes between sort of the kick and bass that classic dance music scenario of yeah making sure that they've got their own space without having to duck everything all the time. You can.
2: Yeah, I, I used to work with uh, Vox and Go Span. Do you know that, that one? Yes, yes. Uh, so I had like in yeah. m- my template, kicks always going to Vox go, Span and bass always go to Vox Span. And then you can mm-hmm. compare the two. But in Q3, you can do that as well. So sorry, Span, you're out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but we noticed that there's actually, there's no software instruments at all in your setup. Is that going to be a problem? Or are you going to use all of the Logic stock instruments?
2: Yeah, because then you have to kind of, Take one, otherwise I'm getting your bundle jingle again. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, logic's alchemy is is is, is pretty good. I think I'm, I'm I never hear people praising it. But I think it's pretty sin to to be praised. So, Will, do you want to run down
1: the list? And so we have so far, and then you can see if you want any
0: changes or whether we want to finish up with the luxury item. So, picture the scene. We're in a. A fire station in Amsterdam with loads of natural daylight, smelling mildly of the smoke of an old bar. We're working on a fully loaded Mac Pro with wheels using Logic Pro X. The interface is a metric halo ULN 8. And in your studio, you're sitting in front of an SSL AWS 948. Listening on ATC SCM one ten, soffit mounted speakers. You're leaning over to the side, tickling the ivories on a restored Fender Rhodes with MIDI enabled. Uh, what what are we calling that? That's a sort of retro MIDI kit with a MIDI uh, with a MIDI, yeah, MIDI but, kit. Yeah. yeah, you have either a Yamaha CS eighty or a Moog one. Pick now. CS eighty done. Fab. Uh, sorry, a, a Tube Tech SMC two BM mastering compressor and on your computer you have fab filter pro q3 as your additional plugin how does that
2: sound it sounds awesome it sounds awesome it sounds the rest of my career <laughs> yes are you missing anything that's the thing right i think like five years ago i still thought like or ten years ago like you know maybe in a few years i'm gonna do something else become a manager or work for a record label or whatever you know something in the music industry but like i s- slowly start to realize i'm 40 now and it, it my career is going really well, actually, without patting myself on the back. But it's just it's going well, and so there's slowly this realization: I'm I'm going to be doing this probably till till my pension. You know, this is this is going to be it. So you might, mu- which means I'm sitting on this one chair in one square meter for the rest of my twenty years. So it might as well be this dream studio you guys are talking about, because I mean. You would sell yourself short, not to, if you have to spend the rest of your year in this one square meter, it it better be a fucking awesome square meter,
0: right? 100%. Speaking of which, you've got one, you've got a luxury item remaining. What's going to make it more dreamy for you? What's one thing you need in the studio
2: that isn't studio kit? Most definitely a coffee machine. Um, I'm, I'm one of these junkies. I don't have many addictions, but this is like seriously one of them. I have... Really good, uh, high-quality espresso machine at home and in studio, and they both have like time time locks. How do you say? Uh, time electricity thingies on Wi-Fi, S- so that like if you move, you change your rhythm, and you're gonna go all of a sudden a different time yeah. to studio, you can already heat them up on the remote with an app. <laughs> this is true. This
1: is cool. So tell us about the, what. So what's the okay. model though? P- people are gonna want to know this. They're gonna want it for their studio. What's what's the model of the machine?
2: At at the minute, I have the Vivian Doba bar, but I might as well, while we're at it, take an upgrade, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: So tell us, I mean, if you
0: already know your luxury dreams coffee machine, and we want to. Yeah, Yeah, I I think
2: I'll go for the uh,
0: Alex Duetto 2. Oh, so um, I've Googled this, and one of the top uh, suggestions is Alex Duetto 2 safety valve. Sounds like somebody's had (laughs) some issues (laughs) (laughs) with the Alex Duetto 2. You want to be careful.
2: I also had, like, I was, like, the other weekend, I was just really being a bitch at home. And um, at some point, at Sunday, Sunday, my wife said, like, what the actual fuck is going on? And then it turned out I was drinking decaf, like, for two days. And I just just couldn't function. I'd been, like, only, like, sort of swearing and, you know... I don't know if you guys have it in the UK but this Mars commercial where the guy if he didn't have a Mars he's yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that bad. <laughs> you're not yourself when you've not when you're hungry. <laughs> it's like you
1: you were hungry, exactly, but yeah. hungry for caffeine. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I've done that with the I've got just got like an Nespresso thing but where it was accidentally the decaf capsules
2: that I'd bought and yeah just like constantly having them like why is it not working? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and and people kind of know that I'm a bit of a coffee addict so they make the mistake of uh, giving me, like, bags of beans for, for birthdays and stuff like that. Yeah. Which is a really bad idea to give to a coffee addict because, you know, I'm obviously super specific in what kind of coffee I like. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. I kind of, hey, thanks. And then I kind of, when they leave, I throw them away or I give them to my, to my neighbor <laughs> or something. Because like, no, I'm not. So, tell us what, tell us the super specific beans. Yeah, what beans. do you need? Well, I, I can I guess what's trendy these days is very um, fresh roasted, a bit sour um, espressos. I only drink espresso. and um, But I, I kind of don't really like that. So that already kind of cancels out like 75% of all the trendy Amsterdam coffee places. I, I like like dark roasted and more uh, Italian, Napolitani kind of. Uh, mm. yeah. Nice. It's more on the bitter that, side, less on the sour oh, yeah. side.
1: Man, what is it like with DJs and coffee? It's, uh, yeah, my, my all my... All my years interviewing people, it's uh, I guess Late it's just been in the studio all day, they just it's just you just get into it. Yeah, or just the sleep yeah.
2: deprivation from DJ. Sleep
1: life. Yeah, from flights and yeah, and yeah, jet lag and yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so we've got the the luxury Alex Alex Duetta 2, right? Check. Alex Duetta 2 coffee. I back. think
2: that, I think there's a version with like leather. Correct. Uh which could, leather? Yeah, like leather handles and stuff. Which could could be good for, for the whole look we're, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe the leather that smells yeah. a bit smoky as well. <laughs> just to keep adding to that. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, right. It's... So that's your forever studio, man. That's uh, and tell us, just tell us um, about the album. The, al- is the album out now, or is it coming out? Um, when, when can we hear the, the?
2: Yeah, the album is basically out now. It's called Frisky Biscuits. It's out on Tool Room, and it's on all the usual places like Spotify, yada yada. I can give you guys a sales pitch why you should listen, but I, you know, don't bother. Just listen, and hopefully you guys like it. And if not, well, better. Like <laughs> it.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this. Um, I hope you hope you had fun. We did, and uh, so thank much you for being on the the My Forever Studio podcast. Yeah.
0: When do I get when do I get the keys? We'll have our people talk to your people.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, well, we'll we'll send some guys round. Uh, yeah, with the keys, and yeah, they'll they'll arrive
2: by submarine. You'll notice them. <laughs> yeah, they'll first have to kick out a few fire. Break, yeah, f- yeah, fire yeah. commanders. I, don't, I hope they're they're strong enough. <laughs> Shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, nice. Thanks Thank you very much.
1: Take all, care, man. All right, Thanks. ciao. Thank you, Mason.
0: If you're enjoying the podcast, make sure you subscribe using your favourite podcasting app and give us a glowing review and a five-star rating.
1: Yes, please, and do not forget that we are back next Tuesday with Norwegian
0: duo Sieb, who shot to fame with their remix of the Mike Posner song I Took a Pill in Ibiza. That's right, and as usual with duos, it'll be interesting to see whether they compromise on the kit or whether they clash and butt heads when building their Forever Studio.
1: Yes, always a difficult one. Anyway, thanks for listening and catch you next time.